Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void or prohibited by law. 18+. plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner. Pop a top again. I've just got time for one more round. Set them up, my friend. All righty. Welcome back. It is 2019, the first episode of Two Drunk Brothers on a Podcast. It is a new year. We are coming to you on a new day and slightly a bit of a new show, a show format. Uh, because we don't have college and NFL games uh, galore anymore. So uh, welcome back. We hope you all had a very nice holiday with your families. Hope you had a very happy and safe new year. And we hope you guys are going to have a good 2019. We plan on taking this podcast to bigger and better heights this year. Uh, Again, it started as a half-ass idea last year. And now we plan on running full with it 110% here in 2019. With that being said, we're going to – Travis threw out a little tweet um, of our final 2018 gambling records. Um, and I'm not going to, you know, go over all of them. But, you know, combined we finished 128, 133, and 8, which is right at about 500, a little under 500, about 49% on the winning percentage. So not horrible, but I was dragging that down a bit. Um, I went on a little bit of a heater. and, and A got bit. <laughs> I uh, went on a little bit of a heater and, and, and brought that back up. So. Um, one other thing I wanted to say, and then I'll let Travis kind of share his thoughts on this, is in 2018 total I ran the numbers before we started recording tonight, um, and we got 1,154 listens on our podcast in 2018, um, and that was only in you know four months. So we are very grateful. That's a huge number. I remember when we first started this, we thought you know if we get to a thousand in a year, that'd be great. So we are well ahead of that mark, and we hope to continue to climb that fucking mountain baby yeah let's uh let's keep growing this thing we really we really appreciate you guys coming in and listening every week and those of you that do it's it means a lot to us like Jared said this is kind of something that we just thought of as a half-ass idea but now it's something that we get to do every week and we love to be able to share what we do with you guys so thanks a lot And we're investing a little bit more money, or should I say I'm investing a little bit more money. If you didn't hear that, Travis sounded a lot clearer coming through your whatever device listen to because I bought him a mic for Christmas so he wouldn't sound like a muffled guy coming through a Mac speaker on his his computer. So there we go. But uh, yeah, so we, like I said, it's it's been a while. Um, Travis and I, uh, we had a good break. We went down to Memphis, watched Mizzou lose in a bowl game, but regardless, it was still a fun time. And our bowl records were pretty – mine was all right, three and three. Travis went one and five. Terrible. Yeah. Shit happens, though. So we're going to come back. We're starting fresh in 2019 with new gambling records, and we're starting with the playoffs. Um, we've got a lot of stuff to cover. We're going to have a bit of a different kind of show format. We're going to do our playoff pick We're going to run down the entire NFL playoffs and give you our favorite spreads from each game this weekend, as well as briefly preview – the national, the college football national championship game coming up on Monday. So let's roll it. Hey, you got it. Let's go. Let's go. Let's go. Let's go. 
All right, we have the NFL playoffs coming up this weekend, and it is going to be a wild one. We are going to run through kind of what our brackets look like for you guys and how we are going to break this down. Um, So the first game we have on tap comes Saturday, the very first playoff game, 3.35 p.m. Central Time, Colts at Texans. What do you got here? Indianapolis, as in the words of one of my favorite podcasters out there, Pat McAfee, Indianapolis is on a fucking heater, on an absolute heater. They won nine of their last ten, have a one anomaly loss to Jacksonville. They look unstoppable. And in a year, like like Travis said, this is going to be – they call it wild card weekend for a reason. Wild shit always happens this first weekend of the playoffs. Then things kind of shake, shake themselves out. But I see the playoffs as a wide-open race, literally from one to six in the AFC and the NFC. I can make a case for every team, maybe besides the Eagles, that they could win the, win the Super Bowl. So I'm going to take the Colts in this game. They have the 11th-ranked total defense, the 7th-ranked total offense. Houston is 12th and 15th, respectively. Travis, guess who left the most sacks this year in the NFL? Well, I'm just going to go out on a limb and say Houston. Houston. Deshaun Watson got sacked 62 times this year, the most in the league by seven, and that is not a good recipe for success in the playoffs is getting your quarterback sacked. So I think Indy goes in there. They win it in Houston. Um, and the spread for this game is, is at one. Currently, it's Indy plus one. Um, the, I looked at the money line, but the odds for Indy at plus one and the odds for Indy at money line are the same at minus 105. So just to be safe, my pick in the betting world for this game, I'm going to take Indy at plus one because they do lose. It, it, it's close by one. It's at the very least a push, uh, but I still think Indy comes out on top. But I'm going to take them at plus one, and I think they're going to win for my first playoff game. All right, I am going to disagree. Texans beat the Colts, Indianapolis, in Indianapolis. That was a tough one. Um, In overtime, 37-34 in week four earlier this year. The Colts beat the Texans in Houston in week 14, 24-21. So they both were three-point games. Texans are three and one in wild card round as a franchise, if you didn't know that. Um, Not. So pretty decent they have never won a second round game they are historically good in the wild card round and i believe that they're overall a stronger team um you know we're getting to the day and age where mobile quarterbacks are becoming better um and i just feel like their offense as a whole has more weapons than the colts so i don't think they're gonna lose at home to the colts twice this season um like i said three and one wild card round give me houston minus one I don't know, man. I just think that uh, Indy's playing with a chip on their shoulder. Uh, and, we'll see. I mean, we'll, we'll see. see. I just, I, I don't, I don't, I don't trust Houston to, to to stop that train. But we shall see. That is the first playoff game. We'll see. The we have another one on Saturday. That is the NFC Wild Card game at seven fifteen p.m. Central Time. Seahawks in Dallas versus the Cowboys. So, yeah, I mean, you look at it, Dallas is very similar to Indy. You know, they've won seven of their last eight, but I don't think they're half the team that Indy is. And it's a very interesting matchup. Dallas has a very, very good defense when they're on, and when they're not, they're horrible. Um, you got Leighton Van Der Esch in the middle of that defense, replacing Sean Lee. He's been an absolute stud. 
um, you know, kind of quarterback in that, that, that defense. And on the other side of the ball, they have a very lackluster offense. I don't think Dak Prescott is a franchise quarterback. He can't push the ball down the field. And if you can take Amari Cooper out of the game, then, you, then the Cowboys become one-dimensional and you can just hone in on Zeke and, you know, kind of stop that run game, albeit it is going to be hard to do that because Zeke is an absolute animal. Um, Seattle has both a middle-of-the-road offense and defense. They're middle-of-the-pack as far as rankings are concerned. But my gut just here tells me to go with the experience uh, that Pete Carroll and Seattle has. Russell Wilson's been there. Um, Dak Prescott hasn't. Pete Carroll's been there. Jason Garrett has proven us time and time again that he cannot win a playoff game dating back to the Tony Romo days. Um, so I think that Seattle goes into Dallas, wins it, but somehow Jason Garrett re- retains his job. As far as the line, take a look at it. Seattle at money line is plus 105. I think the line is uh, two. Um, so I'm going to confident in Seattle, and I'm going to take the money line at plus 105. All right, so the Seahawks beat the Cowboys in week three um, in Seattle. It was 24-13 was the final score. They're both 10-6 and six here. Seattle's offense has been pretty powerful as of lately. And, I mean, just looking at the Cowboys, their offense is so spotty. It's pretty streaky. If you look at their recent games, I mean, they're, they're either putting up 30 points or they're putting up, like, close to around 10. So, I mean – 36, 27, 0, 29, 13. So, I mean, they, they have the ability to put up a lot of points, um, but when they don't, it's, it's typically a low-scoring game. And like I said, with the Seattle's, with the Seahawks' offense looking so powerful lately, it looks like Russell Wilson's clicking on all cylinders, finding his receivers. Um, I think I'm going to go ahead and have to take the Seahawks here, um, playing, in, uh, playing in Jerry World. What's the line you like for that game? What's your, what's your, what's your bet on that one? I mean, I'd, I'll take the Seahawks plus two um, just to be safe. I mean, obviously, if, you, if I'm looking for a better payout, I'd take the uh, money line. But I'll, uh, I'd take the uh, Seahawks to cover the two-point spread. All right. I like it. I like it. So we're going to roll into the next one. So that's the two games on Saturday. The next one on Sunday uh, will be at noon on CBS. It is the Chargers at the Ravens um, in Baltimore. Ravens obviously winning that uh, AFC North crown. Um, who do you like in this game, Travis? All right. This one is probably, I think, everyone – the game that everyone's going to be to, to be to be stressing over. If you're betting – if you're in a pick em, the Ravens beat the Chargers two weeks ago in L.A., 22 to 10. But when, when you say they beat them in, in L.A., I mean, it's not really like the Chargers have a home stadium. I mean, every every matchup, it seems as if the UA team has more fans in LA. That's just how it's been all year, with that like tiny thirty thousand fan stadium. Um, the Ravens' defense is scary, like very scary. It's it's kind of what why I'm kind of wanting to to kind of pick away from the Chargers. But after them playing against Lamar Jackson just two weeks ago, I feel like that they have a good enough defense they can scheme up against him and stop him. I, I think that they can do that, and they can hold them to a very low amount of points. Phillip Rivers needs to come out strong. He's been a career average quarterback, can't get wins in the playoffs. So I feel like he can kind of, you know, go against what he usually does and, and win this game, simply because, I mean, their their offense looks better overall than the Ravens. Um, I know this is 
becoming a more and more offensive powered league. And uh, I know the Ravens have a good defense, but I think the Chargers can can come in and lock this one up uh, in Baltimore on Sunday at 12.05. So I'm going to take the Chargers plus two and a half. All right, all right. I agree with you, and that's the interesting thing is no team. You said the point, you know, the Chargers just played them two weeks ago, and no team has been able to put together a game plan. They've never played Lamar Jackson twice, essentially. And that's the one interesting thing. I think this is, a, this is the toughest game this weekend to pick, in my eyes, because, you like you said, you know, they've played them once. They can come with a game plan to kind of scheme up against them, you know, put a spy on them, whether it be Melvin Ingram or even Derwin James. I think it would be a great spy to throw on Lamar Jackson. And if you can shut him down, you can beat him. However, on the other side of the coin, the Ravens at home in the playoffs are always a tough out. They are never, no matter. Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner. Start a journey, not a fad. Kick off your fitness journey with up to $500 off Peloton Bike, Bike Plus, or Tread packages. Choose the package that will take your training to the next level with accessories like our cycling shoes, heart rate band, non-slip grip dumbbells, and more. Join now and you'll see why 92% of households that start the year with Peloton are still active a year later. All access membership separate. Offer ends January 8th, 2023. Excludes Bike, Bike Plus, and Tread Basics. See additional terms at OnePeloton.com. How bad they may have been that year, if you play them at home in the playoffs, it's going to be a tough out. And that defense is legit. You know, the old adage, defense wins championships. And the Ravens have the number one defense in the league. Also have a top 10 offense, which surprised me when I looked it up. Um, they rank ninth in total offense in the league. Um, and like you, you kind of said it, Phil Rivers is super average in the playoffs. He finds, always finds a way to choke. And I think history always finds a way to repeat itself. So I think the same thing happens here. I'm going to take the birds in Baltimore. And I'm also going to take them at minus two and a half as well because I don't think it's going to be all that close because the Chargers offense has been fading as of late. So Ravens minus two and a half, and I think they win that game. All right, we will see. We have three games in, two disagreements. We'll move into our last one here, one that I feel a lot of people are overlooking, the Eagles at Bears, the last wild card game, Sunday afternoon at 3.40 p.m. Central Time in Chicago. And I'm going to go ahead and say that this was the easiest one for me to pick. Big Dick Nick, you know, uh, I love you, Nick Foles, but – I, I just don't think you're going to have what it takes to get it done two years in a row. The Eagles practically limped into the playoffs. They needed some help to get in there. And for the same reason I'm, I, I like the Ravens, I, I think is the same reason I'm going to take the Bears here. Their defense is legit. Uh, we've seen it time and time again. They've shut down high-powered offenses over and over and over again. And I think Foles, uh, Foles folds like a cheap lawn chair against that tough D in Chicago on the road. And I think it's going to be a very low-scoring game. So while I'm taking the Bears, I'm staying away from that spread. I like the under at 41 in that one. All right. Um, we 
come to a disagreement again, and I'm not really sure why. Um, these two teams have not faced off this season. Big Dick Nick is healthy, and he's going to play. Three and zero with him behind center. They are as a team going finishing out the year, and I'm just gonna kind of pick against the Bears. I mean, just because I've I have been this whole season, so I can't stop now. It's yeah, gotta, but you lose every time you pick. It's got to prove me wrong eventually. I don't. The Bears are not this good. I promise you, it's gonna happen eventually. I'm gonna take Philly here. I mean, their offense just looks so much better um, with Nick Foles behind center. He did it last year. I'm not saying he can take. He's gonna take them to the Super Bowl. But I'm just saying this matchup is being overlooked. You know, if they don't win, it's going to be a close one. I love Philly plus six. And like Jared said, I also love the under here. I don't think the Bears – I don't know. I just don't think they have what it takes to get a playoff win. Um, I mean, Philly in plays – We'll in- see. So, like, I, that's, that, I agree with you there with the experience piece because they, they do have Trubisky. They have a rookie head coach. So, I see where you're coming from with, with Chicago, but – they just came out of nowhere. They came out of left field, and I don't think they're going to they're gonna make a run here. Nick Foles did this last year with essentially the same exact team he has now. So I don't think it's going to be anything different. I think it'll be a close, hard-fought game. It's definitely going to come down to the last five minutes of the game. Um, so I'm, I'm just going to have to take the Eagles. So you're taking three out of the four road teams. Also, because if it does come down to the end – Cody Parkey is a piece of shit kicker. So say it comes down to the end and he has to keep, make a game-winning field goal, that shit's not going to happen. Yeah, I just feel like you're grasping there, man. We'll see, though. I mean, you picked three, out of, you picked three road teams out of four games in the playoffs. So We'll see. And the we'll one see. home team you picked is the fucking Texans. That's all I'm going to say. I don't know. I just feel like that they're the weakest out of, out of, out of all the home teams here. But we'll see how, how it goes. Um, so you're taking Eagles and Eagles plus six, right, for your pick? Eagles plus six and under 41. I like both of those, but I am going to take the Eagles to win. I would not bet on the Eagles to win. It's just kind of something different that I'm going to roll with because everyone's saying, oh, Bears, they're overlooking this matchup, and I think that it could happen. All righty. So those are our four picks for the wild card weekend and our spreads that we like in those. Um, Travis will probably keep tweeting out those graphics over the weekend. Um, but let's go ahead and move on to the next weekend. Next week will, will be divisional weekend. Um, we'll go with the Kansas City game first because that will be the first game being played. I have the Colts versus Kansas City. Travis is going to have the Chargers playing Kansas City um, yeah. in his bracket. So I'm just gonna we'll keep we'll, we'll keep these ones real quick. We won't right. go into as as in depth of analysis because we'll do it again on next week's podcast because we'll have the actual matchups ready in front of us. Um, but I have the Colts going into Arrowhead. And I have the Colts winning in Arrowhead. I've seen it time and time again. I have friends that are Chiefs fans. Sorry, Cyrus. Sorry, any other Chiefs fans listen to this. But history speaks for itself. And I think the Colts are a team, if you look at their DNA, are 100% a team that can take down the Chiefs defense with little to no talent. Um, And they have a good enough defense, I think, to slow down the Chiefs offense just enough. Um, and just Andy Reid at home in the playoffs is not a good recipe. So I think the Colts go into Kansas City and win and go on to the AFC championship game. All right, I have the Chargers and Chiefs. I'm going to keep it simple here for you. Um, the Chiefs defense is not good, and the Chargers beat them last time in Arrowhead. But 
I'm kind of going to go with the same thing that I did with the with the Texans earlier, how the Colts beat them. I don't think the Chargers win an arrowhead twice, especially, I mean, given this amount of time, like how close it is since they beat them in arrowhead last time. I think the Chiefs are going to find a way to win this one. I don't think the Chargers are a a Super Bowl team or a Super Bowl contending team, so I'm going to go ahead and pick the Chiefs here. All righty. So there you have it. So I have a lot of different picks in our playoffs so far. Um, we'll see how it – how both of us are, are sitting um, come this time next week. So going on, the next game that will happen in divisional weekend on that Saturday um, will be the Rams game. I have the Bears at the Rams. Travis, I'm assuming you have Seattle at the Rams. Yes. And this is kind of why I picked – why I kind of am like rooting against the Eagles um, – rooting for the Eagles against the Bears because I want the Seahawks, if they win, to play the Rams because I think they're going to beat the Rams, and that's exactly what I picked. Um, you know, two division rivals here in the NFC West, and the Rams have just not looked solid lately. Todd Gurley's got that lingering, what, knee injury, I think it is. Yeah, that, that's what I wrote. I said the Rams just faded bad at the end of the year. They've been fading very bad. Their defense has just not looked, you know, as stellar as it, as it has at points in this season. And the Seahawks are looking really good. So I'm going to pick them to go into L.A. and win this game. Um, if that were to happen, I would pick them. Same thing, um, except I have the Bears, the Rams. We've seen it happen once before. And Travis has been saying, you know, with these repeat matchups that he's picking the other team. But I don't think that's going to happen. I think the Bears can go into L.A. and win, especially if Todd Gurley has that injury, has an issue because the Rams can't, can't put up points. I know they sure shit can't stop a lot of teams because that defense has been questionable at times I just think we saw it happen last year um with LA and Sean McVay and that team losing in the playoffs I think it happens again this year so I in divisional weekend I'm gonna take the Bears over the Rams um so that kind of moves us into into the Sunday slate for divisional weekend and the first game on that Sunday will be New England I have the Ravens playing New England Travis I believe you have I have the Texans playing Texans New England. playing New England so and um, if I think whoever gets this game is it'll be looked at more as a close game because everyone knows that the Patriots um, they aren't as good as what as what they have been in the past. But when you when you really dive into it, it's the Patriots in the playoffs. It's Tom Brady. It's Gronk. They're in the playoffs. Belichick not going to lose. Not going to go out at home in the in their first game. So regardless of the team they play, honestly, so I'm going to have to go ahead and pick the Patriots here. See, I agree with that, except I have the only team I think that is on this side of the AFC that can beat the Patriots. And I have my matchup is the Ravens at, at New England. Um, if the Ravens do end up beating the Chargers in the first round like I, like I have and go on to play New England in Foxborough, I think that is a matchup that's going to scare a lot of people, a lot of Pats fans, because if that defense can stop – because the, the Pats have been really leaning on the run game these last couple of weeks, and if – the Ravens can stop that. I think, I think they can win. But it, like you said, it's just so hard to pick against Tom Brady and Bill Belichick at home in the playoffs. Um, and as much as it pains me to say it, I think New England would find a way to win. And you just, if you give Bill Belichick two weeks to prepare for a team, he's going exactly. to fucking do it. And they're so, like against a team whose offense is not that great. Yeah. Well, you um, know right now, Bill Belichick's like – is probably thinking he's either going to get the Ravens – or, or the Texans. The Texans. So he's probably game. He's probably preparing for both those. Probably spending a lot more time for the Ravens because they played the Texans this year. Um, so yeah, I, I, I take New England there. 
That nice. goes into the last game of divisional weekend. It's the Saints game. They, they got the number one seed, and they have that first round bye. I had Seattle at New Orleans. Travis, you had Philly at New Orleans. Again, it's surprising we both have the same pick here. Again, I mean, it's it's the same thing as the Patriots game. This this will kind of be a, a very predictable Sunday, um, regardless of if it's Philadelphia or Chicago. Or Saints. Seattle, Chicago won't play New Orleans, but oh, regardless of who it is, I mean, it's um, it's not going to look good for whatever team plays the Saints, especially again with two weeks to have some rest um, and prepare for this game. Drew Brees is going to come out in. I mean, it's in New Orleans, and regardless of the team, I'm going to pick the Saints all day long. Yep. So Travis has the Saints beating the Eagles. I have the Saints beating the Seahawks. Uh, just, I, I think the Saints are have been one of the best teams all year, and it's, I'm not going to pick them to lose against a wild card team at home in the playoffs. So that takes us to our conference championships the following weekend. In the AFC Conference Championship, I have the number six seeded Indianapolis Colts playing the New England Patriots. Travis has um, the Chiefs playing the Patriots. My game, my game would theoretically be in Foxborough. Travis's game would be in Arrowhead. Travis, who are you picking in that one? In Arrowhead, um, Chiefs-Patriots. This would be probably one of the games, I mean, I guess really to watch all playoff long. This would be this would be an interesting one to kind of see how it pans out. Um, I don't think – yeah, the, the Patriots won at home earlier on this year, 43-40. Very high-scoring game. I feel like these two teams have kind of – Especially the Patriots have kind of honed in more on more on def- on the defensive side of the ball and not been putting up as many points. So it'll be an interesting one to watch. And I'm just going to kind of go back to what I had been saying earlier. And it's going to be hard to stop the Pats in the playoffs, especially against such a terrible defense. Um, they're going to find a way to score no matter what. Don't care that it's an arrowhead. Don't care about the weather. I'm going to pick the Patriots. I mean, the weather is not going to play a factor because New England plays right. in fucking Boston. So that's, that's um, kind of what I meant there. Mine, I have the Colts against the uh, Patriots. I think the Colts are a hot team, but I think they kind of run into a buzzsaw and kind of meet their match. They pl- the Colts play in a dome. This would be in Boston at the end of January. It's going to be colder than shit outside. Um, and like again, I mean. Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner. I don't really have a fucking solid reason for picking it, but the Pats at home in the playoffs is just so hard to pick against them until they prove me wrong. Um, it's just so hard. So I have New England beating the Colts in the AFC Conference Championship game and going to the Super Bowl for, what, a third, fourth year in a row now? Some shit, some stupid shit like that? Too many. Yeah. So then we move on to the NFC Conference Championship game. and mine, I have the Bears at the Saints, and Travis has Seattle at the Saints, which is surprising to me. I think we both probably have the same team winning this game, though. Yeah, so given, given the crazy amount of differences that we have had throughout our playoff pick we're going to have, I'm pretty sure, the same teams in the Super Bowl. Um, again, Seahawks make a run to get here. 
played two pretty damn tough teams. It's kind of like it's kind of like my, on the other side for me, the Colts kind of running into into the Patriots. You have the Seattle yeah. into into New Orleans. Exactly, it's it's the exact the exact opposite, just on the on the NFC side. I mean, Seahawks played two damn tough teams against the Cowboys and the Rams to get here. They can't get past the Saints again in New Orleans. It's just a tough place to play at this point in time. I guess I'm going to say. Um, so I'm going to go ahead and, and pick the old the Aints to go to the Super Bowl here against Seahawks. And I have the same one. The one I have, I have the one team I think that can beat the Saints playing against them in the NFC champ, championship game, and that's the Bears. I think there's a team to do it in the NFC. It's going to be the Bears. You know, like I said, the old adage, defense wins championships. I just think the Saints are good enough on offense. They have enough weapons. Um, and their defense at times when they are disciplined and when they are playing at home in that loud, loud dome, I think they can shut down a very lackluster offense in the Bears. Um, so I see the Saints winning this one uh, and going to the Super Bowl. So that brings us to Super Bowl weekend. We both have the Pats and the Saints playing in Atlanta. Um, Travis, who do you have winning the whole damn thing? Whole damn thing. And I think this is more of I, – I mean, I think this, but it's also more of who I would rather see win. Um, and I'm not even really the biggest Saints fan. I, I, I don't really care for them as much. I just hate the Patriots also. And I'm just going to go with the Saints here. Their offense has been really good. I think this would be a really, really, really close game um, and kind of come down to the end just as every, you know, New, New England Super Bowl does the Saints probably end up winning by, you know, no more than four or five points in the end. Um, but they're going to take it. And I don't even know where the Super Bowl is this year. I just said Atlanta. You're not listening. Oh, it was Atlanta. So, yeah. I mean, again, this would even, this would be even more just salt in the wound for, for the Saints to, to win in Atlanta, their division rival. Who lost a lead to the Patriots 28 to three. We can't all forget that. Yeah. Um, I, I have the same thing. I have the Saints winning. I think New England actually, with the road I have them going through, playing Raven, playing the Ravens, which is a very tough defense, and then going on to play the Colts. Again, a pretty tough defense over the last ten weeks of the year. Um, and I just think they're kind of grind, they're kind of grinded down and, and, and wore out. The only thing again, giving Bill Belichick two weeks to prepare for a team really scares me. Um, but the Saints, I think they get it done. They seem like they've been on a course to kind of go there all year. Alvin Kamara, you know, Michael Thomas, Drew Brees. I think it's going to be a bit of a lower scoring affair than what most people would probably guess. I think the Saints take this one like 31-17. And really, Drew Brees kind of solidifies his legacy and wins another Super Bowl MVP. I believe he got it the first time when they won. I can't remember off the top of my head when they beat the Colts. I was a little younger then. But we both have the Saints beating the Pats in the Super Bowl. So there you go. There you have it. That is our playoff picks. We gave you four lines for the wild card games earlier in it. Um, obviously, we'll talk more about the matchups as we know them next week on the podcast. We evaluate how our picks are going, how our brackets are doing. But that is what that is what we have for our preview. Real quick, before we move on to another new segment that we're going to be introducing in 2019, we are going to talk about the college football national championship. Before, fucking pray to God. This is the last year we have to watch Clemson play Alabama. I just hope. Yeah. 
Before we dive too much in the college football playoff, we do have a NFL bracket challenge that if you listen to this before Saturday and you would like to get in, uh, shoot me, shoot us a DM on Twitter, or if you have my number, shoot me a text and you can more than likely get in. It's $10. So $10 buy-in, the point system. I was going to plug it at the end, but Travis decided to throw it in right there. No big deal. Um, I like that though. Yeah, we already have a handful of people in there, about 10 or so. So the pot, we expected to get up to uh, – up to two hundred dollars, so definitely join on, join on on that. Anyone can win. You don't really have to have a really breadth of knowledge about football to kind of do it. You can even pick our picks and pick pick against us. Who knows? Um, so real quick, we'll touch on. I mean, real quick, we'll touch on the college football national championship because again, I think just like me and you, everyone's sick of seeing Clemson and Alabama. This is the fourth time they fucking played. <sighs> yeah, uh, it's, it's ruining college football at this point. It is. It's, it's no fun. Neither of those games are fun to watch, really. Um, so you have Clemson playing Bama. Bama's a six-point favorite. Um, I like Clemson plus six. I love Clemson plus six. I like Clemson plus six. So that's going to be my pick. I think you'd gonna, you're going to go the same way. Um, I'm going to go that same way, and I'm going to go even farther to say Clemson money line, which is plus 170. Last three or four years, it's been this matchup. Um, and I've I've really liked Bama in every year, and this is the one year that I think that Clemson really has just an upper leg on them. I've, you know, I I watched them last week <clears throat> against Notre Dame, who has one of the highest like a high powered offense, one of the highest powering offenses in the NCAA. But they don't play anybody, man. That's my thing. Um, I know, but still, you could play nobody. I mean, they still put up four hundred and sixty yards. Georgia would have throttled Notre Dame, fucking. Regardless, regardless of who they played, they still they still shut a team down to three points in the college football playoff. It's pretty impressive. The defense is phenomenal, and I mean they just seem like they're they have been clicking on all cylinders, and they they didn't skip a beat this last weekend. Meanwhile, Bama came out to an early lead, and you know they they kind of got comfortable with themselves and let up whatever twenty eight points un, unanswered to to Oklahoma. So when they're not on a roll, they are, uh, there's, they can seem to struggle really easily. And I just want to throw this out there this year, Clemson when facing ranked opponents at the time has let up seven points, seven points and three points. Okay. What were those teams ranked though? I mean, I'd have to look them up. I guarantee you they're nothing. So I'm going to come back and I'm going to counterpoint all those points you said. Well, when they play ranked opponents, they've let up 23, 0, 0, 28, and 34. So to even further solidify my point as if when they're not on, they're not on at all. So They let up 0 twice. Okay, but Clemson averages, I mean, they let up 7, 7, and 3. Okay. So, I mean, in, in, in college, you can't just look at points. and I, it's, The SEC is the most dominant conference by far and away in college football. The ACC was a fucking joke this year. Clemson had a cupcake schedule. They didn't play half the teams that Bama played. They had the easier college football playoff matchup with Notre Dame, who should never fucking be there ever, ever again. Any Notre Dame fan out there can go eat shit because they should never, ever, 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 ever be in that position again. Bama's played the more superior teams all year long. It is going to be a close game because every time these teams play each other, it seems to be close. I saw something the other day. Last year was the first year that's been like that 
a team had won by more than five points, which is why I like Clemson plus six, and that's going to be my pick. Um, Travis is saying Clemson, Clemson money line. That's fine. I, I mean, I'm saying I'm not. I will. I will bet on Clemson plus six. I just like Clemson to win this game. Yeah. So Travis picking Clemson. I'm t- I'm picking Bama. I think it's going to be a, a close game, which I would um, fade Bama money. I would fade Bama spread and go with Clemson at plus six um, for a, a good a good bet. Also, that over under seems awfully low to me. Fifty nine. I mean, with Clemson's defense, I I don't see it being a problem. With both their defenses, they allow 13, 14 points a game. I'm saying I'm, I, I like the over. I, I know. I don't know why. They allow 13 and 14 points a game. I don't know, man. You, they have two superior – I mean, they're, they are by far and away, obviously, the two best teams in college football, which is why they're here. But I'm sick of seeing it. Anyway, there's our picks. Travis taking Clemson to win. He will take Clemson plus six, but <clears> want to be a little risky, look at Clemson money line. Is your pick officially Clemson money line or Clemson – Plus six. I mean, officially, it's Clemson plus six. Okay. I'm going to say the same thing, but I'm going to take Bama to win, but I think it's going to be closer. So we'll just allow it to take that six-point spread. So that's going to wrap up all of our football talk for now. Were you going to say something? I was just going to say that I'm not on the Tua train. Everyone's like, oh, my God, Tua, Tua. And he's played, what, 13 college games, 14? Ah. So was fucking Clemson's quarterback. He's a fucking freshman. I'd give a rat's ass about Twitter. (laughs) Uh, yeah. Oh, we'll see. Uh, I can't honestly, guys. I may tune into the second half again. Another thing: anyone out there who has any any deciding power in college football, please move the fucking game from a Monday night, please, for the love at of God. At least make it, dude. At least make it a Sunday night. I mean, Thursday night. They can't make it Saturday, Sunday because NFL playoffs. But Thursday, night I think, would be great. Yeah, Thursday would be great. Anyway. We digress. Let's move on to a new segment we have called Trending Topics. So we got a new segment for you guys. We are not going to do first and 10 as football season is coming to an end. And as we go along after the playoffs, um, obviously we won't want to, we won't be talking about football every single podcast. Um, so we came up with a new segment called trending topics. Essentially we're going to pick something that's trending uh, may eventually take suggestions from you guys on this one uh, as what we should talk about. We're not really going to set a time limit on this one. Sometimes we will, sometimes we won't today. We won't um, cause we just got really two big points that I want to hit on. We're going to talk about the NFL um, coaching carousel. Um, eight NFL teams have head coaching vacancies, which is a third of the league. Um, no, a fourth of the league, right? Yeah, fourth of the league. Uh, so eight teams have had, had coaching vacancies. I don't do fractions very well. That is a fourth of the league. Um, you can look at all of them. That I, I'm going to try to rip them off the top of my head. I got you. They are the Browns, the Packers, the Buccaneers, the Jets, the Broncos, the Dolphins, the Bengals, and the Cardinals. So there you go. You have all those teams. And we're going to talk about two points. The first one that we're going to talk about is we're going to look at it from kind of from kind of both perspectives. If you are an NFL prospective NFL head coach, so let's say you're an offensive coordinator somewhere, or you are a guy that's got shit can and you want a job, or you're a college coach and you're looking to make the leap to the NFL, and you're looking at all these head coaching vacancies, which one is the most lucrative and most attractive position to you? Like which one? Like damn, I want that one. 
Travis, let's say you are a up-and-coming offensive coordinator, defense coordinator, and you're seeing all these vacancies. Who and what team are you like, boom, I want to interview there, and that's the job I want? This is easy for me, and I hope I don't steal you here. Um, you probably it wasn't hard. wasn't hard at all. Um, but I am going to go with the Cleveland Browns. Yep. Is that what you had? Yep. I mean, this is a team that – I mean, give it if you if you've never been a coach before, if you're an offensive coordinator, if you're making the leap from college, or if you're just wanting to, you know, have a change of pace. This is a team who, you know, is on the up and up. You can't really you can't really go wrong here. All you have to do is be mediocre. I mean, at worst, to have have decent job safety. See, I don't um, I don't think that because Hugh Jackson ran the fucking team into the ground. And exactly. I mean, that's what I'm saying is like as long as you're not bad, you're fine. Because they're so used to being bad that if if you do decent and you have whatever seven and nine season eight and eight season for a year or two, it's going to be all right. But I I think that you can do better than that, and that their team has so much potential. They're young. They have lots of talent. Lots of talent on offense. Um, I mean, given out of the best. I mean, if you look at these teams and their QB situations, I think that Cleveland ha- is in the best position here moving forward for the next three years to set them up for success. Um, yeah. They were five yeah. and three after they fired Hugh Jackson. So this is, it's a, it was a no brainer for me that you can come in there and clean this team up. Yeah. I mean, not even clean it up. The talents there, Baker Mayfield, Nick Chubb, Miles Garrett, and uh, Jarvis Antonio Callaway, Jarvis Landry's there. He's still young. David Njoku, he's Joku a with, tight end. with the right, with the right coach can be whipped into shape. The offensive line's pretty much there. Um, they have oh Denzel Ward at corner. Um, Did you say Miles Garrett already? Yeah, I said Miles Garrett. So like, just a fucking shitload of young talent that can easily be coached up. So you don't have to like get a bunch of pieces. The pieces are already there. Um, mm-hmm. So I I think the Browns. The only other one I think you can make argument for is Green Bay because Aaron Rodgers obviously. But even um, then, I mean, Green Aaron Rodgers has what one to two good years left of i know but good. if you can get in there they have a pretty high draft pick you draft a decent quarterback let him groom under rogers kind of like what they did with rogers with Favre when you know mccarthy kind of came in there um and eventually kind of you know faded out that's the, the only one i could i could think about the problem the only problem is with that is is their their stigma and like success of winning i feel like if you come in there and you're not a winning playoff coach within the first two years everyone hates you I feel like in the NFL, regardless, if you're not winning within the first two or three years, you're going to get fired. Like not Adam Gase. Adam Gase. Browns. Adam Gase. Yeah, Hugh Jackson got fired in three and a half years, man. Yeah, but they hated it. They weren't good before then. So, I mean, you look at I mean, look at Adam Gase. Went 10 and 6 in his first year. Went to the playoffs. 6 and 10 the second year, but he had Jay Cutler. And he went 7 and 9 this year. But he – and so, like, look at it. You know, he's just under 500. I think if any – if you have to be better than average to be stay around the NFL, because it's a win now league, everyone wants to win. Regardless and, of the fact, if I'm if I'm an up and coming head coach or a potential head coach, I want the Browns job. And uh, the only team that I like, as you said, win now. The only team that I can see out of these eight, maybe taking the playoffs would be the Packers. Or given a lot of off season moves, the Dolphins. That's it. Other than the Browns. 
Yeah, we'll see. Yeah, no, I mean, the Browns with the right guy can do it. A guy I'd look out for in, in Cleveland would be uh, Lincoln Riley, Baker's head coach from Oklahoma. Probably looking to make that jump to the NFL. We'll see, though. Um, but, yeah, it, it's, it was weird for me to say that because everyone always laughs at the Browns' job. But we're, get, we're coming to a point in time where the Browns are no longer going to be the laughing stock of the NFL. I mean, it's good. that's going to be the Arizona Cardinals. It's the um, Cardinals, yep. Yeah. So, now, going to the other side of the coin, we're going to talk about this. We're going to sit in the chair as the owner GM. Imagine you're Steven Ross or whoever the fuck ever, the owner of one of these other teams, and you have a head coaching vacancy. Who is at the top of your wish list? If you could pick a guy said, I would pay a shitload of money in gold to have that guy coach my team tomorrow and take my team to the promised land. Who are you looking at and who do you want to come in and coach your team? This is funny because I, I picked a, a guy who – who would fit in the exact team that I just said perfectly. I don't know if he would be a great fit for, you know, a lot of teams or most teams. Um, but I picked Josh McDaniels, the offensive coordinator from new England. Um, he, and it's funny because after I picked him and then I, you know, went in to do some research on how he's been doing. And then the first thing I, I, I see when I type in Josh McDaniels name is rumors of him wanting the Browns. Uh, head coach job so it's kind of funny I feel like he can bring the same weapons to the table as Sean McVay he's young he's 43 years old that's pretty young as a head coach I feel like um as he's an offensive guru he's been with Gronk he's been with Brady forever and when given a solid offensive roster he can succeed so I like this hire especially if you're any team to get to get the offense rolling yeah he backed out of the coat out of the Colts job last offseason though yeah um I don't know. Can't can't really do that many many times. So. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, I like I like that pick. I think McDaniel's deserves his time. Um, remember when he was like interim head coach for the Rams? They were fucking horrible. But yeah, and he was a coach for the Broncos. Took him to an eight and eight season, and then went three and nine and got shit canned. But yeah, that was in two thousand nine. So yeah, he was been probably a while. super young then. Yeah, he was like what in his early mid, mid to early thirties there. Um. I like that pick. I also went with an offensive coordinator. I went with the Chiefs uh, offensive coordinator, Eric Benamy. Um, he would be at the top of my list 100%. I mean, if you just look at Andy Reid's coaching tree, like it is insane. You have Matt Nagy in Chicago right now. You have Doug Peterson in Philly right now who won a Super Bowl last year. Matt Nagy, I could see winning a Super Bowl in a couple of years in Chicago. Um, so, I mean, just – Andy Reid's coaching coaching tree. For all the guy can't do in the playoffs, he produces some pretty solid coaching prospects <laughs> that have studied under under his tutelage. Um, so Eric Benemy is who I would want at the helm. He's not calling plays. Everyone's like, oh, my God, he's not calling plays. He's the passing game coordinator. He designs the plays. And I think that makes for a better head coach than calling the plays. You look at Andy Reid, for instance, who calls plays they don't win. Adam Gase called the plays in, in, in Miami. I think it takes – too much of your time away from being a player's coach and you're solely focusing the offense. You shut out the defense. You shut out the special teams. You don't think about anybody else. So if you're not calling the plays, but you have the mind for it and you can still be a player's guy, I feel that that's what Eric Benemy can. He was a former player. And I think wherever he lands, because he's, he's going to get a job somewhere, I can almost guarantee it, he's going to get a turnaround at that position probably quicker than expected, kind of like Matt Nagy did um, in Chicago. Um, so that was, that's who would be at the very top of my list just because of 
the Andy Reid connection, the fact he's a former player, and the fact that he's not going to solely focus on just calling plays and kind of, you know, not spread himself too thin. Yeah, I I feel you there. It's definitely going to be an offensive-minded person who gets this next job and deserving of that it should be. so. Yeah, I mean, there, there's going to be some defensive guys that are going to get the jobs that I just don't think that those don't always pan out. I mean, you look at the one I think off the top of my head that got hired last year was Matt Vrabel in Tennessee. He worked out pretty well. Um, I just think the offensive-minded coaches always end up being better um, than defensive-minded coaches. So that's why who that's who I would go after, but there's plenty of good defensive coordinators out there who can and will get head coaching jobs. But uh, So that's what we call trending topics. We'll talk about a trending topic, you know, with the NFL season wrapping up. We figured that the NFL coaching carousel would be a good topic to kind of talk about. But that's going to do it for our first episode of 2019. We are, like again, thank you guys. We are super pumped to kind of keep doing this. We'll continue to do it every week during the football season leading up to the Super Bowl. And then after that, we'll probably have to go to biweekly because we, won't, we don't want to kind of be dragging out topics, you know, over and over again. Um, it'll give the news cycle some time to kind of pick up some exciting stuff. Travis did get some cool-looking stickers. Yeah. Over the break. If you guys follow, if you guys follow us on Twitter, you guys saw it. He bought me a Yeti with one on it. Uh, so yeah, take 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 that away, Trav. I got some sweet uh, weatherproof vinyl stickers. They are transparent, so whatever you put them on, it's just our logo, no background or anything. They are they're a decent size. I'd, I think they're like two by three inches. So you can uh, you can hit us up if you want one of those. Uh, we can sell them to you, ship them to you for five bucks. So just let hit us up, and we will uh, we'll get you one of those in the mail. For sure, yeah, we're super pumped about that. So, um, and if these go well, and we end up selling out of these, we can buy some more and and give them to you guys, and maybe come out with some new merch in the future. Um, and also, again, remember that playoff bracket challenge that Travis talked about earlier. If you're interested in that, he is running that 100%. DM on our social media pages. Or hit him up if you have his number and get involved in that because it should be a fun time. Um, and we'll be back next week. Travis, how do you like doing these on, on, on th- uh, later in the week on like Wednesday or Thursday nights? I like I like it because it's, it's later in the week and usually the weeks are less stressful come this time um, given work. Yeah. It, it, depends, it depends what the turnout is. If, if we get a lot of you guys that listen on Friday and the weekends or Monday and Tuesday, that'd be great. Um, so I guess it just depends on how on how you guys like it and how you guys you know listen to the listen to the podcast. Yeah, we'll see. We'll see how this performs because this will be dropping on like a Friday afternoon. Um, we'll see what the numbers look like come this time next week. We could push it back to Thursday. I definitely like doing it later in the week. I wasn't sold on Tuesdays. The only reason why we were doing Tuesday recording on Tuesday nights was because so I can get it edited and out to you guys before the Thursday night football games. Obviously, that's not an issue anymore because there's no more Thursday night football games. So we're going to experiment with Thursday or Friday. But Friday, we'll stick with Friday. We'll see how it performs. You guys have a great weekend. Get those lines in. Get those playoff brackets in. And be blessed. Bless them. Have a great uh, first 2019 weekend. Don't, get, don't go too crazy with these playoff lines. So we will see you guys next week. <laughs>